With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to On Texas Football. Each episode of On Texas Football is available on YouTube. Just hit the subscribe button below to be notified of new episodes and on Apple Podcasts. In this episode, we're going to talk with Joe Cook. Joe Cook is Inside Texas' beat writer for the Longhorns, and he was on the 40 Acres today to meet with Steve Sarkeesian at today's media uh, availability. He also got a chance to talk with some of the players about the Oklahoma game coming up. Okay, joining us now is Joe Cook, uh, Inside Texas beat writer. Uh, Joe was uh, on the 40 Acres today uh, at the Steve Sarkeesian's press conference, also met with some players. Let's start with some news of the week right now, Joe. It sounds like uh, ESPN Game Day is going to be at the State Fair. Yeah, uh, Game Day is – they, they find ways to get to the State Fair whenever a big game is going on, it seems like. And it's one of their, their favorite destinations, even though it's been a – a few years since they've been there and they always enjoy it. I think last time they were, they ended up on the field and you had Toby Keith and Roger Clemens uh, having some, some good interaction and, you know, Lee Corso, whether he's putting on the, the, the Schooner and firing the guns or, or putting on Bevo's head, it, it, it's always entertaining. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I was kind of surprised that this game wasn't going to be the big noon kickoff game on Fox. But when I saw that ABC ESPN picked it up, I had a sense that even with Iowa Penn State or yeah Iowa Penn State going on, they might pick this game, and I'm glad they did. Well, I mean, ESPN's game day is part of college football pageantry. That's kind of I mean, we've grown into it. I, I'm a little bit older than you, obviously, uh, but uh, it really started back when I was just getting out of college, and it's become part of what is great about college football in many in in many ways. Um, what's interesting though is. Back in the summertime, if somebody would have said they're going to be at Texas OU, uh, a lot of people in the state of Texas said would have said, no, they're going to be at Texas A&M Alabama this weekend, right? Um, and so I think that that, that uh, di- dynamic has changed quite a bit. Um, but let's, let's talk next. I mean, Texas is riding a three-game win streak. AP poll came out. Horns ranked number 21. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, Looking at that, uh, anything catch your eye? Was there any scuttlebutt about that today when, when you saw when you talked with the, the guys at Media Day? Not much about the rankings. I, I was honestly surprised they weren't in there uh, last week after putting up 70 points, but maybe that, that's indicative of what maybe people think about Texas Tech. But, you know, that, that seems about right, especially after seeing – look at the teams ahead of them. Florida, who's still playing. I mean, even though they lost, they dropped from 10 to 20, so it makes sense that they're there. Wake Forest is, is playing well. Dave Clawson's got it going on. And then Auburn, Ole Miss, Kentucky, just three SEC teams who had their results this week. And Texas wasn't going to jump too far up after being outside the top 25. So uh, I think that's a good spot for them. Uh, looking up, you know, you see a couple other Big 12 teams there. Oklahoma State is up there at number 12. Uh, and, Oklahoma, and OU still at number six, making this a, a top 25 matchup. And, you know, more going back to what we were talking about earlier, kind of explains why game day is going to be there. 
Yep. So let's get into it. You you were at you're on Forty Acres today. Um, what did Steve Sarkeesian have to say at his presser? He mostly talked about how this team has to continue to prepare like it is another game. And of course, we all know it's not another game. Red River shootout, 117th time, uh, Big 12 implications, SEC implications, maybe down the road, all that different stuff. That's all kind of for us to talk about. That's why we're talking about it. For Sarkeesian, he mentioned that his focus needs to be making sure that his team prepares for Oklahoma, like they prepared for TCU, like they prepared for Texas Tech, and like they prepared for Rice in Louisiana. They need to make sure that the preparation is consistent and so they can put on another, you know, in their minds, hopefully put on another performance similar to what they were able to do. He also talked about they need to find those connections on the deep balls. Uh, running with Bijan Robinson is, is effective. We saw it play out 35 times up in Fort Worth. But TCU, towards the end of that game, they were selling out to stop Bijan. And he's talented enough to, to get past it. But in order to kind of balance that and make opposing defenses, especially Alex Grinch's defenses, think twice. They've got to start connecting on those deep balls. They made one to Jordan Whittington, and it was pivotal throughout the course of the game, missed one on to Josh Moore, missed one to Xavier Worthy, probably missed one more, uh, another one to Xavier Worthy on that interception that I guess could have been pass interference as well. So that was one of the things that he talked about is making sure that they can continue to hit those deep shots or start hitting those deep shots considering what they've been struggling with on offense in recent weeks. Yeah, and, and he also re- released some injury news today, correct? Correct. He said that Josh Thompson, who missed uh, the TCU game, uh, he would be back this week. He also said that Denzel Okafor had se- is going to have season-ending surgery uh, on his knee on that first touchdown for Bijan Robinson. You can see uh, him get rolled up, and it's you know it's part of the risk of playing offensive line. You may have a brace on, you may be in good position, but if someone comes from behind you, who knows what can happen? And unfortunately for for Denzel in his sixth year, he's he's going to have season-ending surgery. For for the offensive line, I would continue to think that that means that you're going to see Christian Jones, Derek Kerstetter, Jake Majors, Junior Angulau, and then uh, uh, Andre Carriage. Uh, they had Den- Derek Kerstetter available today, and I asked him point blank if he was at left guard at practice today, and he didn't give me a straight <laughs> answer on, on, on that. He said, uh, that's up to Coach Flood, but – uh, that's that's probably the line I would assume you, you'll continue to see because let's think if you're going to keep Derek Kerstetter at right tackle in this hypothetical, do you put Andre Karich at left guard? Who's Andre Karich plays nasty. I know you've been beating that drum for a while, but playing nasty at, at 280 is a little bit different than doing it against guys on the outside or at 260. Do you play Hayden Connor in the middle as a freshman uh, against Oklahoma in his first Red River shootout? I don't think so. So I think that's why you're going to continue to see, even though Derek didn't tell me himself he was playing left guard at practice today. I think he's going to be left guard at practice going forward and probably on Saturday too. It's they try to figure out how to replace and account for Denzel Okafor not being in the lineup. You talked to a few of the players at the media availability. Anything stand out to you? Uh, Casey Thompson, of course, is going to be a big storyline this week. Uh, He's from the Oklahoma City area. Of course, his dad is Charles Thompson, who played quarterback at Oklahoma. And I looked up some of Charles Thompson's stats today because, you know, you think quarterbacks passing, (laughs) not Charles Thompson playing in those days. He was running the ball a lot more than passing the football. Uh, But just a lot about Casey Thompson and what going from Southmore to to Newcastle and being a Texas Longhorn commit 
for that senior season in Oklahoma and in the Oklahoma City area and what's that like with his family. And he spoke about how his, you know, as, as good families do, his family is going to support him. They're going to be able to probably put away the colors for, for, for a game. He's going to be ha- having the support of those closest to him. Uh, he also spoke a little bit about his recruiting process and whether uh, Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma reached out to them. He listed a few schools that he said reached out, but uh, he talked about going to that game as a, as a Texas commit and his experience as a Texas commit being in Oklahoma and now being the Texas quarterback now having to face Oklahoma. So a lot of different things going on for Casey Thompson. He touched on a lot of that today, but he's, he's very consistent, maybe not so much on the field these past couple of weeks, but he's been very consistent off the field in the types of messages that he delivers, what he does off the field, what he wants to do. And, and this was more of the same. And that even goes back to that first point that uh, Coach Starkeesian mentioned and that I brought up that they're trying to prepare for this game, just like it's it's another game. We all know it's not. We all know that it's going to be important in the Thompson household, but the way they're going to approach it, they're going to try as best they can to make it as similar to other games as possible. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So you're you t- you also talked to Keandre Coburn today, DeMarvio and Overshone. We'll look forward to your uh, interviews with those guys coming out on Inside Texas and in, in uh, what you write later this week. I guess probably coming out later today and and tomorrow. Um, but here's something that I think all Texas fans want to know. And this isn't going to be in the written word. It's going to be, okay, everybody knows this is a big game. What was your takeaway? How did you feel around the players today? Was the excitement a little bit different than maybe it, it, it is on a normal game week? Uh, you think they're ready? What are your thoughts? They, they, they got a lot of the state fair questions. They got things like that. One of the things that they were asked about is, remember, there's a lot of freshmen on this team who played in the Cotton Bowl with about 25,000 people last year. And it was a rowdy 25,000. My, my roommate downstairs, he was there, and he said it was one of the more interesting and, and most fun experiences they've had. But there's going to be a lot of freshman guys like Xavier Worthy, uh, even Bijan Robinson himself. These are going to be guys who are walking into their first just 50-50 packed Cotton Bowl stadium. And I asked a few of those guys about that and, you know, what that's going to be like. And they all say what we all say. There's nothing like it. There really is no comparison. And a lot of guys are going to have a, I don't want to say a wake-up call, but they're going to know what they're walking into once they cross that 50-yard line, hear the boos turn into cheers, and and get ready to play the game. Uh, A few were asked about going to the state fair. Uh, uh, DeMarvion Overshone uh, spoke about that fair day and how – you know, he made sure to get some pictures by a really nice Corvette and also the, the King Ranch F-150. Uh, but these guys, you know, they recognize that Oklahoma is, is always going to be a good team and that they have some skill players and that they're going to be facing more than Spencer Rattler, obviously. But Spencer Rattler is going to be a focus for them. So they spoke about him. They, Texas, uh, their players always give very, very good but straightforward and kind of by the book answers not not totally cliche or anything like that but 
they're, they're not they're they're going to try very hard not to stir the pot and and that that took place today well, surprisingly there weren't very many horns down questions or sec questions today and you think that'd be you know like i mentioned all these different storylines there's a hundred different questions to ask that wasn't brought up at all so again going back like they're preparing for this they they there wasn't anything noticeably different from when we talked about them before for TCU or for Tech. They're just approaching this game like it's another game on the schedule. I got to ask, though, okay, so you, you kind of skirted it a little bit. I want a more direct answer, okay? Did you feel like they were confident? Did you feel like they knew it was a big game? That this is a – this is, you know, Texas OU is different. I mean, do you they, feel like they grasped that and – and we're kind of saying those kind of things, but meaning it, you know, in a different I, way. That I think so. I, I think they, uh, the, all the guys that they brought out, whether it was Casey Thompson, Derek Kerstetter, Bijan Robinson, Moro Ojomo, Keandre Coburn, basically all these guys. I think the only, I mean, Casey's the only one who hasn't played in one of these games. So you, but you understand why he's being asked to show up and speak today. All those other guys, they they've been there before. They've most of them, I think, save for. Uh, Bijan were on the team that defeated Oklahoma in 2018. So they know what it's like winning. They know what it's like losing and they know what the preparation is. So it seems like that's where their focus is. Uh, it seems like they believe that that's what's going to be able to get them across the finish line against a team like Oklahoma. Uh, and they know that they have things to improve upon from the TCU game. So uh, I, I, I don't know if it's confidence. I mean, all these, these guys are Texas football players. Oh, Joe, 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 stop. Are they ready? That's what people want to know. Are they ready or do you not know if they're ready? What is I, your sense? Nothing today made me think that they weren't ready. I, I get the sense that they know what, what lies ahead of them and what needs to be done in these next four days. I, I think that that's kind of the sense I've gotten from this whole program, to be honest. I think last year, whenever we thought about Tom Herman, it's we're going to out-tough them. And that seemed to be his whole program philosophy. And that's kind of that the team takes on the persona, the head coach with, with Steve Sarkeesian. I don't have this, of course he emphasizes toughness, but I have this sense. It's like, we're, we're not just going to out tough them. We're going to outdo them in everything. And they prepare and practice that way. And, and that's kind of the sense that I do get from the team. We'll see if it works out in practice and in on the field in Dallas. But I get this sense that they think that if they go through practice the way that these coaches want them to, that they're going to have as good a shot to walk away and should walk away with a win. Okay. Joe, I really appreciate your time. I know Texas fans do as well. Uh, that's Joe Cook, uh, Inside Texas beat reporter for the University of Texas Longhorns. Joe, have a good one, man. Thanks for stopping in. Thank you, Bobby. All right, bye-bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>